What's up, y'all? Welcome. This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. And as you know, I go around this amazing planet of ours trying to find the best humans on it to come on here to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Now, I found this amazing artist, and I'm so glad she is here. So her name is Catherine Clemitis, and I think I might have said that right. Did I say that right? You're close. It's Clemitis. Clemitis. Ah! She is a New Orleans-based artist and designer and who sold her first watercolor at the age of 10. And uh, when clients learn that Catherine has uh, osteogenesis imperfecta, which is also known as brittle bone disease, they are captivated by her unique perspective. Now, she and her parents stopped counting her broken bones at 500 at the age of 10, and she's two feet, seven inches tall, and she gets around in an electric wheelchair and creates all of her art, her jewelry, and her commercial graphic design while lying on her side. Catherine, I'm so glad you are here. Thank you for taking Thank the you. time. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited you're here. This is fantastic. I love artists. Um, you know, I love the creativity that comes with that and the the way you have to think sometimes like you're like a child and I love that. I wish we would never get rid of that, you know, um, childlike artistic love for things, you know, that we have in our lives. So I'm glad you do that. So, you know what, Catherine, um, I know that you, um, uh, you, you gave me your bio. I read some of it, but I really want to know a little bit more about you. So tell me a little bit about you, Catherine. Tell me about you. Uh, yeah. So as you mentioned, I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, I have lived here since I was eight months old. So, um, I literally am from New Orleans, Louisiana. Right. <laughs> um, I grew up with two parents who were veterinarians. So I have always had pets in my life. Um, we've had literally everything. Uh, we've had, you know, of course, dogs and cats, but we've also had birds and snakes and tarantulas, and we've we've had it all. Um, nice. Whether that was in our house or at their offices, you know, one or the other. Um, so yeah, so animals are have always been a huge part of my life. And as you mentioned, I was born with a genetic bone disease called osteogenesis imperfecta, which basically just means my bones break easily and they grow abnormally. Um, it's caused by a collagen deficiency, which, mm. uh, for those of you who don't know, collagen is the material that makes up your body, literally. Um, it makes up yeah. your skin and your bones and your connective tissue. So when you don't make the right kind of collagen or you don't make enough, um, it causes a lot of problems. So mm -hmm. the biggest symptom, as you mentioned, is that I break bones a lot. Um, we did stop counting when I was 10, around 500. Wow. But um, I mean, there are some other symptoms as well. Like there's hearing loss and some um, digestive issues and, and, and some other more minor things. Some people have skin problems. Um, I'm lucky I don't. But, um, you know, there are some other things that go along with it. But my parents made sure that I was always in a mainstream school. So most of my life, uh, I guess up until I was a senior in high school, I was the only person in a wheelchair in my school. Um, there was another person when, uh, when I was a senior. And so growing up was a little bit different for me than for those around me. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, instead of the only other option here within this, area of the country would be to put me into a um, special ed school. And the problem with that is that most of those schools cater to mentally disabled 
people. And unfortunately, I mean, I would, that would not be a good place for me. Um, I would have been bored out of my mind. And so, and so my parents pushed me to go to private, uh, private grade school and then a public high school. And um, yeah. And so as, as I said, I was smart and my mom was constantly trying to find things for me to do because, you know, I couldn't run or walk or go play with my friends outside when they were doing that. And so she gave me my first watercolor set when I was five. And from that point on, I just got completely hooked on art because it was something, I mean, it was something literally to keep me busy at Mm -hmm, first, being something I really enjoyed and something I was pretty good at. And so she got me into all kinds of classes. I, of course, took art in school, but then I also took um, every summer camp, you know, I went to every summer camp in a 30 mile radius, you know, that they could get me into. And then I had a private, well, several private art teachers um, while I was in school and during the summers and on the weekends. So it was, um, it was great. I got to, I got to experience a lot of different media by the time I was a teenager. And I would bring my paints to the office with me when I had to go with my parents on like the weekends or after school or whatever. And because I was bored, I would just start painting their patients, you know, just <laughs> like the animals. Too. Yeah. And um, it was crazy because eventually clients started paying me to do that. And I was like 12, <laughs> you know, so um, <laughs> it's really cool when you start making money as a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the flip side of that, though, was that my mom said, okay, well, you're making money now. That means you can pay for all of those things that you want when it's not your birthday or Christmas. Right. You know, of course, she would still pay for what I needed. But, you know, all those extras, yeah, I, I had to pay for those. Um, <laughs> and it was great because they taught me money management skills when I was a kid. And it's super helpful since I run my business today, you know. Right, so, right. Um, so yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell today. I do a lot of watercolor art. Um, it's kind of no surprise that my subject matter is almost always animals. Um, just because it's what I know and what I love. What you love, and, yeah. Yeah, and um, I, I went to Loyola University here in New Orleans and graduated with a BA in graphic design. Um, nice. Yeah, I, I decided originally I was going to go for fine art. But I decided that the amount of art I would have to put out to to support myself financially mm-hmm. would be basically impossible. I mean, it mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. shook no way. Um, and so I said, well, I have already taken all these classes. So what can I do? And and I said, well, I still want to be creative. I still want to do something. You know, I still want my day job to be something that I enjoy most of the time so mm-hmm. i went ahead and uh switched my major to graphic design and um it i mean it's good i do yep. branding and you know work for small businesses and nonprofits, and yeah that's great yeah. so so let me take you back a little bit so how was it for you um 
you know, going to school, being the only one with the wheelchair, like that kind of stuff, because, you know, I, you're, you're, I mean, you're, you're an adult now, you have your own life, you're doing everything the way you, you want to, you're, you, you have your job, all that stuff. But how was it as a kid? Was there something that you adjusted to? Was it something that you were frustrated about? How, how did you go through that part of your life? I mean, it depends on what day you ask. Yeah, um, I guess that's true. Yeah, but I, let's, 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 yeah. let's look at, um, Let's look at when you were bored at home and the kids were outside playing or when you were like uh, entering school and you said you're the only one in high school that had a wheelchair. How was that? That never really bothered me. Me being okay. the only one in a wheelchair. That, because, because I'm lucky that my parents pushed for me to be included as much as yeah. possible. So I never, yeah. I never really felt unincluded except That's when good. I really was, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, by necessity, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, um... I, yeah, it was hard as, especially when you're like seven, eight, nine, ten, and yeah. your friends are out doing something you can't do and you really want to. Mm-hmm. But usually, my parents would find other things for me to do, mm-hmm. um, and my friends thought it was cool to hang out with me. So a right. lot of times, what would happen is a group would go and do whatever it was that I couldn't do, but then one or two would stay behind with me, and we'd go do something else fun, you know, or like. Oh, good. If there was a field trip that I couldn't go on, like, let's say, um, I mean, this happened a couple of times, uh, the class went on a hiking field trip. Well, clearly I'm not going on a hiking field trip, right? right? But instead, my mom took me and two of my friends to a nature center where we learned the same thing, just without hiking. Right, right. Oh, it's very right? creative. So, and so the mm-hmm. school would allow us to do that um, mm-hmm. when, when it was possible. I'm glad that your parents did that. I'm glad your parents did that. I really am. Because, you know, they could have definitely taken another route, right? And and really just handicapped your mind and handy, you know, like really overdid it uh, with not letting you do anything. So I think it, I mean, uh, I think you would agree that it actually helped you to put you in mainstream and help you like develop friendships and do, you know, learn in school, right? Absolutely. And it doesn't just help me, you know, I, I just kind of goes to school inclusion. Like I look at people who were never, you know, who are now adults who had never been around somebody with a disability. You know, they've never had experience around people who were different than them and they do things like stare or they make inappropriate comments that they don't mean to be inappropriate. They're just ignorant. And, and my, the people who grew up with me don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because they know. I mean, they right. just, you know, they grew up. It was normal for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, it, it, it was great for me, but it was also good for them. Yeah, that's great. That's really great. That, that's a that's a gift, right? It, it just made me smile in the beginning because you're like, oh, and, and some people with my condition have skin problems. But I'm very lucky I don't have that. I'm like, is that a beautiful, beautiful way to look at it, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's a plus. It's a plus. Um, so, so then you you got into uh, high school, and then you got into marketing. How did you find? How did you find that part of your life? Right. So now you're becoming an adult. You're finishing college. You're going. You know, you got your degrees, and you're going out to go get a job or go to work. How did that work out for you? Was that a challenge for you to to land the job you wanted or go on interviews? How did that feel? Well, I so I had. I'm, I'm lucky because Loyola's program 
is great. What they do is at the end of your senior year, you your whole class puts on a show okay. of vinyl projects and they invite all of the local professionals who are oh. looking higher, basically. So, you know, you before you even leave school, before you even get the diploma, you're already making connections with, with local professionals, which is great. And I did have a couple of offers uh, to go into design, design firms, but I had pretty much decided I was going to work for myself um, yeah. <laughs> well before that. Just yeah. because, I mean, A, I grew up with two parents who own their own businesses. Right, so, right. Like that was not a foreign concept for right. me. Um, I, I had watched them do the behind the scenes stuff. I had watched them hire employees and do the taxes and, you know, all the things that, as the customer, you don't see, you know, but as the business right. owner, you have to deal with. Um, so, I mean, that part was not scary at all. I mean, I knew, Good. I knew it would help me and, you know, I would find the right people and whatever. The hardest part is just finding clients, you right. know, especially right. when, you know, you don't know anybody yet. Um, right. And so that did take a few years, but, you know, I had connections through my parents and I had connections through friends and friends of friends and, uh, word of mouth, you know, and, mm -hmm. and sometimes you take a job that you get paid nothing for, but, but you get a good recommendation. Experience. And yeah. 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 And that's yeah. really valuable in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you do a lot of volunteer work, uh, because you know, that's what's there. And right. <laughs> right. That's, that's real. That's real. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, I had, I know somebody who, um, it was kind of in the same boat I was recently. And they're like, well, I don't want to do any free work. I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> right. You're going to have to. I mean, right. they're not, people are not going to hire you just based on you're, you know, a nice person. Like, right. That's, that's not the way it works, you know. True. So, it's true. You, yeah. yeah, yeah, you have to, you have to, and I think that's fair, you know, for all of us to kind of, and I've done it too, as a, as a, as a coach and, and as a chef and everything, right. You just, you give your time at first and it makes you better. Actually, it just really yeah. sharpens you up and it makes you better. Cause if you're willing to do it for free, imagine what you're willing to do when you get paid. Right. right. So, so right. tell me about how you transitioned into doing your artwork full time. And I know you have your own Etsy store and the whole thing. So tell me a little bit about what's going on there. Um, so my life is kind of, it's kind of segregated into painting and design and, and jewelry, but that's not quite as often. Um, it's mainly painting and design. And okay. so it, it all depends. People say, oh, well, do you paint on certain days and design on certain days? I'm in a perfect world. Yes. But this is not <laughs> a perfect world. And I have tried to make that happen. But right. I it never works. It never works because, you know, I'll be painting and then I'll get the call from the client. Oh my God, the printer, blah, 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 blah. They need this, this, and this, and they need it in 45 minutes. Of course. You know? Of course. And, yeah. And so of course, you know, I have to stop and deal with the design work and whatever. And yeah, it never, it never works out. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, so I do a little bit of both, which is great. It's great for my brain because it right. lets me use my brain in different ways. Yeah. Uh, and and I I think I have made this very clear, but I get bored very easily. So so it's great for me to have a couple of different options 
um, a couple of different things to do, a couple of different ways to make money. Um, yeah, and it and it works. Um, I had pretty much decided that I was going to work on myself out of my home just because okay. you know there are days where I really hurt and I can't yeah. do things or I can't move right or you know putting on a bra is impossible. I mean, right. you know, like right. there are a lot of days like that, and you know, when you're at home, all the accommodations you need are right, right, right. Um, and I can work my schedule around. Like I have an aide with me all the time. I I have to be compliant to their schedule. Also, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, I with my mom, so her schedule. Um, you know, all that. And we also have five dogs, so they take. literally locked behind two doors on the other side of the house right now and i'm hoping nobody hears them in the next few minutes but that's funny (laughs) yeah do they do you know i i know that you and your parents you know stopped counting at 500 which i cannot imagine so and now that you are an adult and, you know, you have the dogs and your businesses and stuff, do you still have to deal with, you know, break, breaking your bones and stuff? Or are you more careful? Like, how, how are you navigating that part? No, I mean, so what happens is when you go through puberty, your break, your breaking rate goes down significantly. Um, I okay. also, my parents had a couple of surgeries done on me when I was really young, like, I think the first ones were, I was like four and the next one, maybe I was seven, something like that. And it, it's called rotting, but basically it's putting metal rods through your long bones, through okay. like your legs and your arms um, to give the bone stability so that when okay. it does break, it doesn't, we call it displace, but it doesn't break apart. You know, it, okay. just, it just fractures and then it's easier to heal. Um, the cool thing about, I mean, I guess it's a cool thing about OI is that because there is less bone there to heal, it doesn't take as long. So if I break a rib, I can be healed in like a week. I mean, it it just depends. Um, and it depends on where it is and how bad it is. And if I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to be doing to get it well, which is, you know, hit or miss sometimes. Um, (laughs) but. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I still deal with it. Like I broke a rib this weekend. I mean, and, oh. it's, and it's, you know, like sleeping has not been the best. The oh, best. And you're on here with I me. Mean, That's like, so sweet. No, it's, fine. <laughs> it's like, you know, it just, it, it happens. I mean, you know, it just, it still happens. It's yeah. certainly not to the degree that it used to be. Um, yeah. Oh, good. I, mean, I don't know that there, I, there were very few days where I didn't go to school with something wrapped. You know, yeah. an arm, a leg, yeah. finger, whatever, something. Yeah. 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 I'm sure. I'm sure. So tell me about, you have a book also, don't you? I do. I have two books. Um, okay. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So I have one called Looking Up, which I mentioned we, um, as a design class, we had to do a project at the end of the semester and this was mine. So our, um, our professors, literally the only direction they gave us was do a project that you can show at the end of the year that nobody else but you can do. That's it. That's all we got. Wow. And so <laughs> um, they, and I mean, they helped us, you know, they guided us and everything. And we had to submit three ideas to them and then they helped narrow it down and, you know, help us kind of flush it out and make it happen. 
but I ended up writing this book called Looking Up and Designing It. It's basically everything we've talked about here today, plus some. Um, and it's my story and how I live and my perspective. Uh, it's got a lot of photography that I took and obviously some art and graphic design as well. Oh, that's so, wonderful. Um, it's, a it's probably nice... the prettiest project they've gotten. <laughs> <laughs> there were some good projects that year. We had, we had some good projects. Um, but it's a nice coffee table book. People, people enjoy it. And then my second book came out right before COVID, which totally sucked that part. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, the timing was just awful. But um, my, I, uh, I put a lot of my paintings on products to sell. So like I'll mm -hmm. put, you know, paintings on mugs and towels and pillows and things like that. And I would do these fairs or these shows and people would say, oh, do you have a painting with a black lab on it? And I'd say, no, because I paint people's pets. I don't paint random dogs. You know, right. like, that's, you know, and I can't use somebody's pet on, a, you know, something else I'm selling. And so uh, I said, okay, like I had been asked this a lot. And I said, okay, I'm going to just take the most common eight or 10 uh -huh. dog breeds. I'm going to just you know, paint a quick little couple day painting that's just a portrait of the dog breed. And then I'm going to have them so that I can put them on all these products. Right. Well, the problem is that eight or 10 became 64 very, very quickly. <laughs> and, oh um, yeah. So halfway through, I have a really good friend who's also an artist and she happened to be at my house when that, I don't know, one day, yeah, I guess about halfway through. And she said, um, you know, you should name this and you should turn it into a book. And I was like, well, mm. I don't want to write a book. I, I've written a book. I don't particularly like writing. I make right. myself write a blog. I don't like it. Like, I, I don't I don't want to do that. And she said, well, you know, you can hire a writer. I said, huh, well, that's possible. So my it turned out that the timing was such that my neighbor across the street who we're close with was um, resigning from her full-time job because she wanted to get into creative writing again. Huh. And yeah, she was a lawyer and wanted to get into creative writing again. And so she was over one night having wine or something. And I was telling her about it and she said, well, I want to, I want to try out for it. I want to, I want to submit something, you know, to see if you like my writing style. And I had already asked for submissions from somebody else as well. So I got those two and um, Yvonne, her name is Yvonne, uh, submitted something that was written from the perspective of the dog. And oh. it was so cute and so That clever. is so cute. Yeah. yeah. Great. And, um, and yeah, and that was it. I was like, yes, perfect. We're doing this. So it's called Breed All About Us. And she, oh, that's cute. What's really cool is she interviewed people who own the breed to get the information. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we of course did the you know the technical research, like how old the breed is and what they're mm -hmm. used for and all that kind of thing. But it's other things like uh, the Saint Bernard is one of my favorites because it says something about you know, don't let them get bored or they'll eat your couch, which. Right is a story that somebody told her that they came home and their St. Bernard had literally eaten their couch. Right. Um, 
you know, I so it's fun. It. I believe great, it. Great coffee table book. Kids love it because they can, you know, find their dog. Um, dog lovers love it. Art, art lovers love it. So. That's great. That's yeah. great. You know, you're also um, somebody who's very inspiring. And I don't know if you ever thought about or do have you. Are you a speaker at all? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Good. I was going to say you got to be. <laughs> I know. I, I am not doing as much as I would like to be doing. Um, yeah. I'm still kind of new at doing it. I'm, I joined Toastmasters a few years ago and I've been working on like actually being a good public speaker, um, but um, but I speak to a lot of med students and physical therapy students. Uh, I've done a few Rotary clubs and other okay. uh, associations like that. Yeah, some schools okay. and talks, things like that. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're exploring that and uh, doing Toastmaster. I did Toastmasters too. I love them. Yeah. And I'm glad. I'm glad you're doing that because um, you have a great personality and you have like this wittiness about you, a little sarcasm I see coming through, and I think that's just very inspiring. And I know my audience. Um, you know, I have a really good audience. They're they're constantly like, um, you know, DMing me and and calling and you know, like all that kind of stuff. And I know that they are good spirited people, and that's I call them straight talkers. That's what they are, because right. um, we just we just say things the way they are and just move on. It's truth. That's all it's about. But you know what, Catherine, I really want them to support you and follow you and buy your art and all of that. So give us that information, like you know, your um, Etsy store or your 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 website or whatever it is you you'd like to give us yes so my website is k-a-k which are my initials k-a-k art nola n-o-l-a like new orleans louisiana dot com um and you can actually get to everything from there but okay uh, my etsy store is also cac art i mean you can find it um i'm on facebook instagram newly on tiktok so be kind um uh, <laughs> LinkedIn. That might be it. I think I have it. <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> You're omnipresent. I know. I, know. I think that might be it. <laughs> but but yeah, you I'm I'm very findable. You can find okay. it. Um, it's track art and designs. And um yeah. Awesome. I do awesome. a lot of like live painting and stuff on my Instagram. So a lot of people are interested in seeing that. So yeah. That's wonderful. Well, Catherine, I cannot tell you, this was a wonderful conversation. I'm so glad you came on. I'm sorry about your rib, but I'm really glad you're here and that you, you know, you were able to share, you know, uh, love and light and share this space with me because I love speaking with people that really take life by the horns, no matter what life throws at them. And that's how I see you just taking life by the horns and doing what you got to do because you want to. And I just admire people like that. And I admire you. So thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful. Guys, thank you guys so much for joining us and hanging out with us. I know you love Catherine because I, I do. So I know you do. I'm going to make sure to link all of her information below so that you don't miss anything and that you can go ahead and follow her, buy her art, support her, buy her book, all that phenomenal stuff. Thank you guys for being here. Until next time.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.